Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast. Today's episode is an interview with Jess Rufus, who is the founder of Collabosaurus. Collabosaurus is a marketing platform that matchmakes brands for clever collaborations and partnerships. With a background in fashion publicity and marketing education, Jess was frustrated sourcing cool brand partnerships in events, products, and social media. So she launched Collabosaurus in 2015, which has now attracted over 6,500 plus brands, including Porsche, ASOS, Olay, Topshop, and one of the largest global retailers in the US. Jess has won the 2019 B&T 30 Under 30 Award in Entrepreneurship and has spoken for Apple, Vogue, General Assembly, ADMA, and the College of Event Management. Today's episode, we cover everything from what a brand looks for in a great collaboration, what's important to consider to make sure that you both on either side of the partnership is a win-win, how to create a mutual beneficial collaboration, the difficult decisions that you make in business to thrive, and the biggest ideas can come from the lowest of lows and experiences that shift and change our business for the better. Before we jump into today's episode, I just want you to let you know that there are free resources available to you to support you throughout this COVID-19 crisis. If you are wanting to refocus your mind and pivot your business, then you can head to christinecorcoran.com.au slash refocus to get access to all of your free downloadables. As part of all the support resources, you'll get access to multiple visualizations and meditations, a 15 page guide to refocus your business, a replay of my 75 minute online workshop, refocus and pivot, as well as Facebook live training with Bay Bradfield, all about shifting your mindset from pandemic to possibility throughout this COVID-19 crisis. And now let's get into the episode. The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to up-level your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Well, let me take this opportunity to welcome you to the podcast, Jess. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. Just having a quick chat with you just before we jumped on and hit record. I'm just so pumped (laughs) about where this conversation is going to go. And as much as my listeners know, I love talking about collaborations. I think it's one of the key things that we all need to be doing in business. And you are the queen when it comes to collab. So to get started, I would just love for you to share a little bit of your backstory and how you got started with Collabosaurus. Sure. Well, yes, collaboration obsessed. I don't know if I'm the queen yet, but (laughs) collaboration obsessed at least. Um, So I got started, actually, originally I was started out in film. I really, really wanted to work in film. I wanted to be a producer or a director or Margot Robbie, any of those three, you know. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, (laughs) that didn't work out, but I was lucky enough to work on the set of The Great Gatsby and a whole lot of music videos, which was so fun and eye-opening your creative industry that I didn't even know existed when I was at school um, and then you know from there I had a lot of mentors say to me it's really hard to make it in the film industry especially in Australia and you're probably going to have to move to LA which I didn't want to do at the time so I kind of started dabbling around with public relations and really enjoyed it and ended up my first 
big proper job in the corporate world was for a boutique fashion PR agency, which was full on. I probably learned more in the first three months in that job than I did in my entire degree, uh, but very, very valuable learnings from that um, big long work hours and, you know, oh my gosh, it was so hardcore. But as part of that job, I was pulling together media launch events for Pardon. Were you thrown in the deep end? Massively, massively. And I couldn't believe that I was so excited for, you know, school and university to be done. I was like, this is what I've been waiting for. This is exhausting. Like this is full on. So yeah, but very, um, very fun at the same time. I mean, we were pulling together media launch events for fashion clients, for example, and part of that collaborations was such a key part, finding venue collaborations and goodie bag collaborations and catering collaborations and then brands to come in and do some kind of experiential thing around that event to make the event more engaging and awesome and that was really fun, but it was such a scramble organizing all of those partnerships. And there was a horrible vibe around free stuff at the time. It was just, where can we get free coconut water? Where can we get a free venue? And it was kind of like, well, hang on a second. There's actually heaps to offer on both sides. And why isn't this being tapped into and actually leveraged properly in a strategic way? So that was kind of annoying to me at the time, but I hadn't thought of Clavosaurus yet. And then I got a job um, in small business marketing education uh, closer to home and we would take uh, founders through a 10, 12 month course on how to DIY their own marketing. Partnerships was a huge part of that course, but of course no one was doing them because they'd been taken advantage of in the past. They didn't know where to start. They were sending pitch emails out that were terrible and weren't getting any response, unfortunately. So around that time, Tinder was becoming really popular and the guy who sat next to me at work, he was on it constantly. And I thought, this is so cool that, you know, we've never had anything like this before in terms of finding someone to go out with. You know, it opens up the doors to so many more opportunities and why doesn't this exist for brands. So that's kind of how Clavisaurus got started. That was in 2014. So it's been four years now. We launched in April 2015. So I was about 23 years old when I had the idea. Yeah, awesome. And so you created a a Tinder for collabs. (laughs) Yes, it's still not an app. It's a web platform (laughs) because anyone who's built an app knows how expensive that can be. But I am working on an app, which will be exciting. But yeah, it's a web platform that much makes brands for clever yeah. collaborations. And that's so interesting because I can I remember back to that time where it's, you're so right, like there was such a, a, a negativity around collaborations because people were in it for whatever they could get for free. And I think that there's been such a shift totally. in the way that um, collaborations are now viewed and they've very much become partnerships rather than someone being used. So what does club, mm-hmm. what does a good good collaboration mean to you? It's a win-win. That's so important. It has to be a win-win exchange of value. And I think, you know, it has to tie back to a marketing goal. I mean, collaboration marketing is a strategy in itself and you've, you, it's, there's no point collaborating for collaboration's sake. I think going out there and really approaching it strategically and going, you know what, I really want to grow my email list and I can use collaborations to do that. I really want to boost online sales and I can use collaborations to do that, for example. So I think tying it back to marketing goals is really important. And then, you know, as part of all of that, I think 
a, a recipe for a really great collaboration are things like shared target market. That's so important. So making sure that you're teaming up with a brand that has a similar audience to you. That way, anytime you do any cross promotion and shout each other out, you're actually getting in front of people you really want to get in front yeah. of as potential customers. And you're not alienating, um, things like you're not alienating someone else's clientele exactly. or stuff that I want to see. Exactly. You know, and I think, um, yeah, absolutely. And I've made that mistake myself in the past. I remember when I started Collabasaurus, we did um, a collaboration with a not-for-profit, loved the people behind this brand, but our demographics were so vastly different. Our branding was so vastly different, like everything. And then it just, it didn't work for, of course, because of yeah. those reasons. So um, yeah, I think target market is really important to have a look at. B brand values are really important to take note of. You want to be collaborating with a brand that aligns with your brand values. Um, and complementary industry spaces, I think, is a really great place to start if you're feeling like you don't have a big creative idea, which is often what I find founders saying. They're like, I really want to collaborate, but I don't have a big idea in mind. I would say don't start with the big idea. I would start with finding a partner first that fits that target market demographic that aligns on values. And you can use things like Collabasaurus to do that because the actual partnership idea is going to change so much depending on who you partner with. If you partner with a um, cosmetics company, that's going to be a very different collaboration than if you partner up with a um, hospitality company, for example. So I would say um, look at complementary industry spaces that, and maybe brands that are um, hitting your ideal audience and then you can figure out the creative idea. I would say yeah. together <laughs> once you understand each other's goals. Yeah, I love that. And that's so key. You know, it's something that we don't think we think we have to come to the space with that idea. And so many businesses do. They launch in with this like fully formed pitch idea that is coming from a place that I completely understand. However, they don't know what the other brand is actually looking to achieve or are looking for any collaboration or what's in the pipeline already. So knowing those things can inform a pitch and inform an idea to the point that you'll see so much more success with collaborations. And you come across a little bit more flexible and open to new opportunities because you never know, like that other person in the room could have this amazing idea, but because you've pitched in such a direct way, it doesn't actually open up that space. Exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, even things like you don't know what people's email lists look like. Like sometimes I've, I remember um, we were chatting with a brand we actually connected with on Collabasaurus. So we had a little bit of insight there, but she hadn't listed her, like everything that she could offer in a collab. And one of those things was an email list. And she said, she was, oh, by the way, we have an email list of like, 15,000 business owners strong and the open rates like 70% or something ridiculous. And I was like, why didn't you put that on Collabasaurus? <laughs> because of course, like, you know, their Instagram or whatever might not have as big a community, but it was, you know, so many businesses have so much to offer. And I think being able to communicate that and actually have a conversation around what each brand are looking for means that you can, oh my gosh, come up with such a great idea off the back of that. Yeah. And I love that. Like, I think that that was actually where I wanted to ask you my next question was like so many people often because they're in their own space and their own businesses, they don't actually see what they have to offer. So what are some key things that you see that brands look for in, re in regards to collaborating? Great question. So from brand to brand, this varies so much. There's actually a list 
if you wanted a prompt as to flowers or as on the on page three of listing your brand there's a drop down of everything we could possibly think of from like app traffic to your podcast channel to foot traffic in your store through your skill sets your products your time you know and copywriting ability like if you do a collab and you're happy to share it on instagram to 500 followers that's so much more valuable than just going i want to collaborate and then crickets and not saying like what you have to offer in that collab. So, and there's, yeah, there's so much more, but if you're feeling stuck, the first thing I would say to look at is your time, your products, services, and skill set. Because when I started out with Collabosaurus, I didn't have an Instagram following. I didn't have cash to spend. I didn't really have cl- clients or like an email list or anything that we could leverage in that way. But I had my publicity background and I had my time and you know, my, I think it was like a hundred, a hundred followers all who I went to school with or was family um, on social media. And we just bit by bit collaborated and and worked our way up the ladder. You know, we collaborated with brands that were in a similar stage to us at the time, but, you know, had heaps to offer in terms of expertise and skill set. And I remember going into collaborations with businesses like, the owners collective and startup creative way back when we were all starting our businesses. So we were all super small, but you know, they were a little bit, a little bit ahead of me. And so I'd go, I, you know, I'll do this, 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 and this in exchange for this. So it was like, I knew that what I was getting out of it was valuable to me. And then I knew that I could put forward something that was valuable to them and I would stack that offering. So yeah, I mean, that would be my tip. Start with your product services, skill set, and time that them in itself, every business owner has, um, access to from the get-go. Awesome, awesome. And I can imagine like you reaching out to people that are further, a little bit further along than you that may have, you know, a little bit more to offer or a little bit more, you know, Instagram followers. It must have been quite daunting. It was, it was, but I knew that I could, you know, it's and it's all about having that conversation and understanding how you can bring value to the table because, you know, at the end of the day, you have something another brand wants always. It's just a way it's, it's about positioning that in a way that they can see that. Um, and, and you can open up the lines of communications to come up with a creative idea that, you know, help you both. I think, um, a lot of pictures I see for that are when it goes in with a, you know, hi, my name's Jess. This is my background. This is my business. This is what I love to do. This is what I would like to collaborate on. This is what I'd like to achieve. And I'd love to hop on the phone for 45 minutes and pick your brain. <laughs> you know, often that won't work because just like I use the dating analogy a lot because we're a matchmaker for brands, you can't enter yeah. it. You can't <laughs> get a date with that strategy. You know, you want to lead with the benefits to them, not the benefits to you open up the conversation and then you can start talking about you know, how you might like to yeah. in that relationship. So um, I forgot the question, but hopefully that answers. <laughs> Hello. No, that's really good. But that's like the key word, right? Is the relationship. Like there has to be an element of relationship first before you just go pitching. Hey. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And relationships are at the core of any successful business. We're stronger together and just collaborations, whether they just be within your existing network or finding new potential partners, they're game changing for any Mm. business at any size. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And I think like when I first signed up to Collaborosaurus, like would have been early in my business. I'm trying to think how long ago it would have been. 
it would have been early days as for you, I reckon. Twenty. Oh no, it would have been twenty sixteen. So you would, it would have been like a year in. <laughs> oh, it would have been a WordPress website with a million issues, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for your experience. Oh, no. <laughs> it was honestly like it's so nice to see one, your evolution for one, oh, and you. how far you've come with it. But it's just, I just love the concept of it. And I think that one of the key things that I really took away from it was not just like what is available and what's, what's important and what's valuable to other businesses, but what other businesses are looking for as well. Like, I think it was really cool to see what collaborations were happening and there's been some really unique ones. Have you got some really cool um, ones that have been a big standout for you that have been really unique or quirky that you kind of thought, well, interesting that that really worked? There are so many collaboration examples. Oh my gosh. I like the ones that are springing to mind didn't come through Collabosaurus and they're just but they're springing to mind because they're ones that everyone would know. So um, the collaboration like Airbnb and Barbie did a Malibu Dreamhouse collaboration, which, you know, they decked up this mansion in Malibu through Airbnb to look like Barbie's Malibu Dreamhouse from the 90s. And they put it on Airbnb and you could book it out for a few nights. It was it just went nuts. It had so much social media ripple effect. It had so much PR attention. It just did wonders, you know, such a modern brand partnering up with a nostalgia legacy brand like Barbie Barbie that was very clever and I love the Spotify Shani Nicholas cosmic playlist collab did you see that one no they, oh my gosh it was so clever so they Shani Nicholas is an astrologer and she curates a playlist based on your star sign every month on Spotify and it just went nuts because everyone was just like it was this personal line oh <laughs> yeah so clever it's this personalized uh experience that happened within spotify it was so engaging for customers that was really clever um off the top of my head though through collabosaurus one of my favorite latest ones would be the sofitel and little um little gift loft um they collaborated on a valentine's day campaign that went nuts and little gift loft actually had like just signed up to collabosaurus and they connected with sofitel huge brand within i think it was a few days and a few days beyond from that they'd have valentine's day collaboration wow. sorted it was such a quick turnaround time and it went nuts she said i think it was like her instagram following grew by a thousand in a day or something ridiculous like she saw such a ripple effect and sofitel were equally stoked with that collaboration oh that's so good that's so good and you mentioned one earlier about that real purpose-driven one with adobe can you share with us a little bit more about that yes I love that one. So that campaign was called Glowing, Glowing, Gone. And it was Adobe partnering up with Pantone, Colour of the Year, Pantone, and the Ocean Agency to raise awareness of uh, the Great Barrier Reef coral dying. And essentially, I mean, not a lot of people, I don't, I didn't know this before this campaign, is before coral dies, it goes this neon colour. I don't know if you've ever seen it. They go like neon pink and neon yellow and neon green and neon blue, I think, as well. It's amazing, but it's a sign that it's about to die. So they sent these photographers down under underwater to take these incredible photos of these of this coral that has gone neon but was about to die. 
and they released this series as the Pantone Color of the Year with the color of the coral to then raise awareness. It was just so clever and it, it's so value-driven and purpose-driven. There was so much behind that campaign and I just love that big companies like Adobe and Pantone are partnering up to help actually, you know, change the world in some way. <laughs> and make a difference, right? Like I think that that's also I think what's going to come out of this terrible time that we're all experiencing in regards to the coronavirus, like I don't want to, you know, dive into it too much, but I think that what's going to be really unique out of this time is that partnerships and collaborations are a unique way to grow your business right now. And I bet you there'll be something so unique that'll come out of this that we just don't even know that's possible just yet. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I think everyone's becoming more aware than ever about the environment and sustainability and, you know, what we would do in a global pandemic. You know, we've never been faced with this before as a generation and how on earth are we going to handle this moving forward? And I think it will, it'll change the world for the better. I really do believe that. And it's, it's forging so many connections already. I can see even just in the back end of Calabasaurus that connections are happening every single day and relationships are being formed and it's so exciting to see. Oh, so good. So good. So, and I even like love the element of that, you know, going into a collaboration doesn't mean you have to have, you know, thousands and thousands of goals behind you to set it up. It could be something so unique that like just sharing what it is that you have to offer Absolutely. that in times where people are struggling or the businesses are, you know, tightening their purse strings at the moment, it could be a really unique way to get your brand Absolutely. out there or to create. Extra it's sales. not about money. It's not about Instagram following. There is so much more you could offer in a brand collaboration for a really win-win collaboration. And in terms of marketing right now, I mean, at any time anyway, but collaboration marketing as a strategy is up to 25 times cheaper than digital advertising, which is crazy when you think about it. It's so much cheaper. It also allows you to cut production costs in half because if you're teaming up with a brand to create something, you're sharing that weight um, in terms of the production and manufacturing costs of whatever that might be. And you're doubling the reach at the same time because you're not just promoting out something new that you've got, you're teaming up to promote out something new that you've got together. So you've got double the impact and um, half the costs usually. And that, even that excitement of creating something new with, with a partnership opens up so many more new doors to new followers and to new people seeing, having eyes on oh, your brand. Oh my for gosh, sure. I just, absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it's a well, I think so, but I'm a bit biased. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. It's totally fine. Everyone needs to get onto Calabasaurus. Like they're insane if they're not. Um, so <laughs> tell me over the journey of creating this brand and to setting it up and to making it this such a huge success, what's been some of the challenges that have you've overcome? Oh, there's, we don't have enough time. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe one or two. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's actually so funny. I was talking about this with another founder friend of mine the other day um, who, you know, it's a million fires being put out on a daily basis behind the scenes. And there's always so many more challenges, I think, than people realize. I mean, I ended up in a legal battle with a family member that went south really fast and cost me a fortune. I got like, I way overspent on the first few rounds of like the Calabasaurus tech builds. I didn't know anything about tech. You know, I'm a female, non-technical solo founder. So I went out there and hired the first developer I came across and <laughs> made mistakes like that. 
hiring mistakes. Oh my gosh, where to begin? Oh, and one of the biggest ones was going over to the States in 2018. Um, I wouldn't say it's a mistake because I definitely learned from it. We It gave me the idea for the Pitch Portal feature, which catapulted Calabasaurus from um, where we were to where we are now. So I, you know, can't pin that as a huge mistake, but I had, I probably, um, what's that word where it's just, you hit a wall and I absolutely collapsed at the end of 2018. And I almost, I seriously considered closing the doors on Clubosaurus because it was a huge financial drain. It was a huge mental drain. I lived over in San Francisco for about three, four months getting rejected by about 75 investors. So it was just a huge emotional roller coaster. and coming home at the end of that was just like, I don't, I don't know how I picked it all up and was able to keep moving to be honest, but I did at the beginning of 2019, probably in February, took me two months to get over that trip. And I think I'm still healing from that, to be honest, because you know, no one likes to be rejected over and over and over again. And putting myself out there into that, those kinds of situations was hardcore. I don't think I was fully prepared for the response because I've always been such a positive person. If I want something, I can go out and get it. But cap raising was just something I couldn't get, which, you know, took a hit on my pride and ego <laughs> and also was just, you know, made me self-doubt to a point I'd never mm. experienced before because all of a sudden I was thinking, well, if they don't believe in the company, you know, maybe it's a bad idea. Maybe clever. But then we launched the pitch portal. I ended up getting a credit card to pay for it in 2019 and ASOS signed up out of the blue. And I just thought, you're kidding me that ASOS has found us completely organically and signed up. They got 500 pitches in the space of like five weeks, which is insane. And that was such a great validation. And it sort of drawed me out of that like terrible, terrible situation that I was in and, you know, motivated me to keep moving forward. So to answer question a million and one a million and one challenges but I'm still standing and you know you build resilience along the way I think those challenges are necessary because the universe will keep throwing you those hurdles and challenges until you learn the lesson I think yeah absolutely and I'm I'm sure you would have learned so much about yourself throughout that experience yeah (laughs) Uh, that I made it like you know we survived someone asked me what was my proudest moment the other day I said, there's no one moment. It's just being able to survive. I'm, I'm surprised at myself and proud at myself that I kept going, to be honest. Mm, that's huge. Like, honestly, like rejection at that level, that's, yeah, I can totally understand all the self-doubt, all, okay. the, all the, the need to overcome that and take two months off to be able to deal. Like, oh, I can't even imagine what that would be like. So well done for pushing through. And what an incredible <laughs> connection with ASOS. That's just incredible. Just so cool. But I know. Um, tell us more about the pitch portal because I agree. I think it's incredible what you're doing there with the pitch portal. Tell us more about that. Thank you. So the pitch portal was an interesting move for Collabosaurus. We have always been that matchmaker for brands. So it's always been possible to list your brand on the site, get match made up against other businesses and connect with them just like you would on a dating site. The pitch portal came about because I went to a networking event in the US and I sat next to a fabulous woman who was heading up marketing for Gap and she was talking about how they love collaborations but they receive so many opportunities. They 
have a full-time person managing about 150 inbound pitches every single month on and figuring out, you know, who wants what, which collaborations are worthwhile for them, going back and forth and, you know, actually executing on the collaboration. So she was saying that was a bit of a frustration. And I, of course, just lied and said, Clevisaurus can solve that for you, which, of course, we couldn't at the time because at the time the matchmaking part of the site is very much opening opportunities, like opening up to so many opportunities you otherwise wouldn't know existed. Whereas for something like someone like Gap, you know, they were thinking we are inundated with opportunities. We're not looking for more. We're looking on how we can streamline the ones that are actually coming to us and, you know, save time that way. So I figured, look, we already have a algorithm that determines who match makes up with who and which brand collaborations are valuable to other businesses. And so I thought surely it's not going to be that hard to build another part of the website that allows the streamlining of inbound pitches, which is where the pitch portal came along. Um, and I launched that off the back of a credit card. Basically, I really believed in that idea and I was like, this is my last ditch effort to really make Clavisaurus what I've always believed it could be. Um, and essentially the pitch portal is like a public web page that allow brands to pitch directly to businesses like ASOS and Sofitel and Matt Cosmetics, which is really exciting. And then for ASOS and Matt Cosmetics and Sofitel on the other side, instead of receiving 150 emails every single month, they receive one that automatically ranks all of those pitches based on their value to ASOS or Mac or Sofitel and what they're actually looking for. And then it's like that Tinder process where you can hit yes or no and whichever ones look interesting. So the pitch portal, pitch portal was game changing for the business and our first sign up and pilot user of that was ASOS, which was incredible. Amazing. Wow. And all off the back of a credit card. I just freaking love that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, at that point, I mean, Calabasaurus had been going for a few years, but that was post the US trip and I was out of money and I was like out of motivation and I was just like, I can't fund this anymore. I always thought that we would have raised capital and I would have been able to push the company forward that way. But, you know, I almost gave up and I remember my boyfriend saying, I think you should give this pitch portal thing a go. And, you know, is there any way we can figure out how to do that? And I was like, well, I've got that credit card sitting there that I could tap into. So thank goodness, because it was game changing. Yeah, wow. Just crazy. The things like the decisions that you have to make in these times, right? Like business is such an interesting journey. It's just something that just brings out so oh, much no. of your like, Oh, you know, all your fears and all your anxieties and all those things. And then it also brings out this resourcefulness within you that you just never knew was there. Hey, I feel like it's everything at an extreme. It's the resourcefulness at an extreme, because if you don't make money, you can't pay rent. <laughs> you know? and it's like the creativity at an extreme and the anxiety at an extreme because it's your baby and all of those kinds of things. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for anything. I'm so in love with what I get to do every day even in the hard times, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. It's like, you just, you'll find a way no matter what, because I'm not going to work for somebody else. <laughs> yeah. But I, oh my God, absolutely not. I don't want to go back and work for anyone else. It's not in my personality anymore. Now I know what it's like to run my own thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you also have two podcasts that you run. I do. Yes. Yeah. So we started out with Stop, Collaborate and Listen, which was our first podcast that is a channel that is short 10 minute episodes on how to do um you know 
how to grow organically on Instagram or quick marketing tips and things like that. And then we found out that, you know, we have this growing customer base of publicists and marketing professionals in much larger companies. You know, they're working at Mac Cosmetics, for example, or Sofitel, and that kind of content wasn't what they were looking for. And so this is how we do it, which is the name of our second podcast was released, and that's interview style. So we sit down with marketing managers at Vogue, um, at Barbie, at Maybelline, and chat about their strategy with brand collaborations because it's so fantastic to kind of take a little look behind the curtain of how the big brands are doing it and approaching it and how they respond to inbound pitches, for example, so that small businesses as well can get so many ideas and also yeah. learn how to pitch them well. That's awesome. And I love the names, by the way. So good. Thank you. It's very 90s rap inspired, but I think a lot of people actually don't get the reference. Oh, really? Maybe I'm getting too old now with the vanilla. <laughs> Yeah, well, the Vanilla Ice one, probably more people know, but then I thought, I want this second podcast to be similar. And I said this in the office and I was like, does anyone know any like songs that might be relevant? And Nick, my CTO said, um, what about this is how we do it? You know, that I was like, perfect. Because we're asking marketing managers how they do it. So yeah, so relevant. Oh, good. <laughs> Is there any key thing that you've noticed, any key correlation or anything that's very, very different that you see what big businesses do compared to what small businesses do in regards to their collaborations? Um, oh, that so varies from brand to brand, I would say. But I think small businesses often get tied up in that idea that they go after that big fish when often smaller collaborations can actually be more valuable and, you know, work out big businesses, small businesses, all with different purposes kind of behind them. But I would say the most business growth that we have found have come from highly engaged, smaller communities, um, you know, with other smaller businesses have really been the most authentic collaborations we have executed. Um, and from the big brand side, you know, I think more and more they're looking for ways to stay relevant and authentically reach audiences. I think that's a really important word, being authentic. Uh, in our recent uh, interviews with Mac and Vogue, they both talked about how they were looking to collaborate more and more around sustainability so that they themselves as a business can become more sustainable, which I thought is such a fantastic lens to look at collaborations through and, you know, how can we you know, be more sustainable and make the world a better place by using collaboration marketing and supporting other smaller businesses as well along the way. So, yeah, it really, it really varies actually from business to business. But I think the businesses that are succeeding with collaborations like Oganak are quite agile and flexible and open to opportunities. I think that's a very key point to make. The businesses that are closed off to collaborations or protective or don't ever want to work with anyone else or they've, you know, maybe in the past been known to take advantage of other businesses in a collaboration they're ultimately not going to win the marketing game because it's all about collaboration and working together. Absolutely. No, I really love that point of view that you shared. I think that's really key when it comes to any form of, you know, business partnerships or even with your customers being open, right? And I think in this time and what's happening in the world right now, we've got to be open to change. We've got to be open to doing things differently and doing Absolutely. new things that we've never done before. Absolutely. Yes. I love that. I think, and then, you know, and now is a perfect time. Why not now? It's one of the most cost-effective strategies you can do. 
to grow the business yeah. and stay relevant and do things differently. So yeah, it's a good time. Absolutely. And speaking about that, what's next for Collaborosaurus? <laughs> uh, hopefully some more survival. That would be good <laughs> over the next few months. <laughs> I think as well, look, you know, all of the 2020 plans have been thrown out the window because we've had to adapt to this time. But I think it steered us in a direction I never expected us going down, especially so soon. And I've kept myself busy tinkering away at an app design, which, yeah, was something I've never, <laughs> I've always thought, oh, it's in the too hard basket. It's too expensive. And the more research I've done, the more I realized that we actually have development resource in-house that would be interested in giving this a go. And I am so wrapped up in the design of it. I've really enjoyed that challenge because, you know, making everything so mobile and mobile friendly and user-friendly in that way on a small screen means that you have to simplify everything down to a point I've never done before, um, which has been a really great problem-solving challenge. And I think it's going to work wonders when we eventually get this out, which is no time soon. This will definitely, it's still in design stages. It's still going to be months and months and months away. But when it is out, it offers such an incredible, engaging tool um, for small business owners in particular on their commute to swipe right and swipe left and have quick conversations and things like that rather than getting stuck in their inbox. So I'm really excited by it. That's the next step. Oh, awesome. Sounds so good. And I cannot wait for that. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'll make sure that I put all of the links in the show notes so people can connect with you on Instagram. They can connect with the website as well as your podcast as well. Cause I think people are going to definitely want to jump on those. So I'll make sure I pop those in the links. Thank you. But last little question, yeah. if a business owner was wanting to take things to the next level, what would your advice be for them? Oh, I have so a million quotes come to mind. The first two that have been two driving quotes that I always, always, always look at when it comes to building Clavosaurus is the first one is great things never came from comfort zones. And when I look back on the last, you know, four or five years of growing Clavosaurus, the greatest stuff has come out of the lowest of lows or like the most uncomfortable situations, scariest situations. And, you know, the more you put yourself out there, like the worst that can happen is that it doesn't go to plan. You know, it's like, so what? It's no big deal. I think we put this huge pressure on ourselves that everything has to be perfect, but the yeah, great things never came from comfort zones. So, so true. It rings so true for my journey too. And the second one is uh, don't wait for opportunity. You need to go out there and create opportunity for yourself. Um, and I think a lot of people, even with watching Collabosaurus grow over the last years, they sit back and they go, well, why is, you know, why are we getting media attention or why are we being able to partner with Microsoft or whatever? And it looks so great, but there's so much work that goes on behind the scenes. We don't just sit back and wait for opportunity to come to us. We sit down and go, what would be awesome? And we go out there and create it and chase that stuff. So that would be my two best pieces of advice and that I've totally stolen from Pinterest. <laughs> two of my favorite quotes. Oh, but it's the best advice. Like I absolutely agree with you going out there and finding those opportunities is key. And often when we see people post things on Instagram of amazing opportunities and they're like, Oh, I got offered this half the time. It's actually because they went out and actually got it. It wasn't offered to them. They made a pitch or they went after it and they got themselves seen. So then they were valuable to the other person. Like I think honestly, like going out and making things happen is what it's all about. Uh, of course. And you know, for every success, 
Totally. And for every success that, you know, you would see on Instagram, there were a whole lot of little like stumbles and failures or things that didn't go to plan or pitches that didn't go ahead and were rejected, for example. You know, it's just, it only takes one or two or, you know, and small little steps and you can all of a sudden look back and go, wow, we've come so far. Yeah. All of a sudden ASOS finds you out of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, ASOS found us out of nowhere. I asked her, I was like, where, how did you hear about Calabasaurus? And it was this little mention in this obscure industry specific public that I had no idea had written about us. They'd just written about collaboration marketing and then Collabasaurus was linked and shared in that article and how cool. And, you know, of course we signed up. I was just like, oh, my gosh, that's so exciting. So, yeah, it's it's funny how things snowball that way. But then, you know, that seems so easy. But, you know, the reason we got the media attention is because we got really creative in how we could hustle opportunities for ourselves along the way. It's like Mac wouldn't have signed up if they didn't know ASOS had signed up, for example. <laughs> so, you know, FOMO is a big part of it. <laughs> it's never one thing. It's all the multiple Tudor things and it's the little things that you think are probably going to go nowhere that end up leading it somewhere else that, you know, I think saying yes to opportunities is also really important as well. So. Oh. Yeah, I mean, even, even the pitch portal, like that idea was not my first feature idea. I have been that excited about feature ideas that have made next to no difference in terms of our, you know, website engagement or sales or growth. I, mean, I remember in San Francisco getting so excited about a chat feature. I was, people need to be able to chat through the platform. I designed it. I spent money on it. It was like, yep, this is the thing. This is the thing that's going to change everything. And of course it wasn't. <laughs> So it's like not every single thing that you go after has to be this resounding success. I think it's baby steps. Yeah. Those little ideas lead to other ideas and those little successes or failures end up being something else. Right. So I think it's, yeah, that's why I always love to see business owners just continuously putting themselves out there and trying new opportunities. And like, it'll be the same with collaborations. One might be amazing and one might not be so great, but you just never know where it's going to lead. And you learn from every single one. You know, and I think it's that's why it's so important to start small. Do a couple of little collaborations before you go straight after the big fish if you haven't got experience in collaboration marketing. And, I mean, you might find that those smaller collaborations are more valuable anyway. <laughs> so interesting, so interesting. Oh, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure, like honestly. And it's so good to see what you're creating in the world. And I cannot wait to see what collaborations are going to come out of this. So if you are using Collaborosaurus, make sure and you're listening to this podcast, please make sure that you tag us both, share on socials and let us know what you took away from this episode. And I just want to thank you again and acknowledge you for everything you've, you've created. And I'm so looking forward to what you turn Collaborosaurus into next. Thank you. I can't wait to come to Brizzy for an event. I'll see all of you Brisbane-based folk soon, I hope. Amazing. (laughs) Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, Jess. Thanks. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week. And here's to taking your life to the next level.